transfer deadline madness has begun. Lots to talk about today. But first, PPT episode 53. How you doing, my man? I'm great. Probably not as good as you right now, I'm sure, but I'm I'm good. Rice, rice, baby. Rice, rice, baby. Yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day to be an Arsenal fan. It's not a good day to be a United fan, but, you know, that could be 365 days a year now at this point. I mean, <laughs> King Ming Jay, I, I thought he was going to Manchester. It looked like that, didn't it? The wrong side of Manchester, by the way. Yeah. Not the yeah, right no. side. <laughs> yeah, no. The city had no, uh, not even an inquiry or sniffing, to my understanding. Uh, King Ming Jay looked all signs going to United, <laughs> like you've uh, obviously alluded to, but. He signs with Bayern Munich. He chooses the Bundesliga and whatever terms to the contract. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the word installments might be used a lot today. So I think that we should maybe see what the installments were. In uh, in kind of the payments and and kind of uh, the structure for a kind of salary for him, signing bonus. I don't know what United were offering to what maybe uh, Bayern Munich uh, ultimately did to get him. I heard the wages are pretty insane. Maybe he uh, didn't meet uh, Ten Hag's 200, uh, 200K rule. Boom. O'Leary. <laughs> I haven't heard from him. Quiet in the group chat. It is. <laughs> like his transfer window. Qui- Boom. Quiet. <clears throat> wow, wow, wow. But – We'll get back to Manchester. Not really a lot to talk about Manchester United, therefore. There's only really one place to start. A saga Mm -hmm. that affected both of our teams. Really, outcome good for one. Wouldn't say it's a negative outcome for the other, but Mm -hmm. both teams involved. Um, We were here last Monday um, roasting Tim Romano. Uh, He got a nice tap in from the Ornstein Timber Arsenal News. Yep. And um, 10 days later, Timber on the verge of signing with Arsenal, probably tomorrow or Friday. And the Rice saga has officially ended. Mm-hmm. You guys, who were rumored to be jumping in, we weren't really sure. Is it West Ham trying to get the price up, trying to scare Arsenal? Mm-hmm. Or is it legitimate interest? We found out, I think it was Thursday evening, it was actually legitimate interest. Manchester City launched a 80 million pound plus 10 million add-on bid, pretty much matching Arsenal's total package. Better money guaranteed up front, better add-ons due to the fact that you guys win every fucking trophy, and um, more payments in uh, better installments, right? Klarna settings, you know? And, um, yeah, so before we end with Arsenal, who officially have signed Declan today, what was your take on City's – City pulled out today. Um, it's not like, you know, they, they bowed out, which we'll talk about that. But what was your – what was your – just explain your thoughts from Thursday, bid launch, to this morning, pulled out of the race. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of things kind of going on. The timeline is, is is really spot on, right? When when City put in their offer, uh, the total of ninety million was on the table with with both teams offering that eighty and ten 
75 and 15 for uh, Arsenal. And at the time, uh, going into it, right, we knew that Arsenal uh, and the installments and the total sum was not to West Ham's liking. Mm-hmm. There was back and forth and uh, clear number one pave way through for Declan and Arsenal and Arsenal to West Ham. Uh, Gundogan officially goes to Barcelona. And in the time frame with us interested, again, Mateo's done. Got the official announcement today, which I want to talk about later. <laughs> Gushing. Anyway, uh, we show interest and we put in a formal offer. Now, anytime you and I texting back and forth through it, anytime City put in a formal offer, in my understanding, you do not put in a formal offer to a club without at least getting the personal side done and coming to an agreement with the player that should we do this, the following would happen. Contingencies are met. We're ready to go. We do the green light. So when I see City offer and Ornstein puts it out, I say that's legitimate interest and Rice would consider us. In my mind, I'm thinking, okay, if Pep believes it and can do it and can see it in him, why not? It's definitely a extra signing in the sense that what I know, I'm not going to speculate. What I know is that he's really good at a six. What I know is that I have the world's best six. So if the double pivot is real. Casemiro? Definitely not. With with us having Rotary and being able to possibly do the pivot and let Declan go forward, that's I see that. I get all that. But initially, I just thought, I see it. I trust Pep. We're interested. He would sign. Let's kind of go for it. Yeah. So the the bid came in, and if if anything, you got the Arsenal fan base rattled. So, you know, it was good for uh, entertainment purposes mm-hmm. at, at the most. But you know, from from my perspective, we don't win these battles. And whether it was a battle or not, um, our City makes a bid. You expect City to get the player. Period. Over Arsenal, we don't have a good transfer history ever. Really, I mean, we never move mad in the market. We just lost Mudrick. Uh, last summer we lost Rafinha, Lissandro, Martinez. So we don't win these battles. So natural, naturally, as as I've talked about most times on this podcast, you know, we expect to lose these battles. We expect to be tied with somebody for eight months and ultimately not get him. I mean, this is this is the life of an Arsenal fan. However, I was very proud last night because I was expecting. 85 plus 10, 80 plus 15, something like that to come in from Arsenal as the next bid, which I think City probably would have matched. Probably, yeah. right? That's a good That's a good point, yeah. I'd, I'd probably agree with that. Arsenal came in and said, and 10, yeah. hey, we're giving you 100 guarantee plus five. This is our number one target. We need this guy. City It's kind of the cherry on the top of a Sunday. Mm-hmm. You have the cherry. Eh, cool. We don't really need the cherry. The ice cream's still fucking good. So I love that. Finally, you see some ambition flexing 
the financial muscle we know we have. Big club in London. Season ticket price is very high. Kit price is very high. Premier League money. Now Champions League money. Stan Kroenke winning, winning every fucking title in America for his American franchises. We know we have the money. So enough of crying poverty. Enough of counting Kroenke's money. Oh, we saved the money here. We got rid of this person's wages. They identified him. And they went and said, City, Declan Rice, you are number one target, Declan. 100 mil on the table. This is what you want, West Ham. Shut your mouth about the structures. Shut your mouth about the installments. Here's 100 million plus five. Take it. City, bow out. Respect it. I hope Arsenal in a couple years get to the point where we're so stable in the financial market we pick and choose the deals we, we bid for, basically. And that's eventually what will come in two years. But in this process, we have to catch up to City. So we have to overbid. Declan Rice is an 80 million pound player, probably. Mm-hmm. We paid 100 for him. Big fucking deal. Is Declan Rice good? Yes. Is he perfect for this project that Mikel Arteta is building? Yes. Arteta obviously loves the kid. So that alone is enough to to say, hey, let's do it. We have the money. Let's put it on the table. Let's get this done. Let's say let's let's make City match a bigger, bigger offer than they probably want to go. You know, you said they probably won't match it. You were right. City don't do bidding wars. And City had a line and they didn't cross it. So I mean, it's a good day to be an Arsenal fan. We've been asking our owners to do this. Act like a big club. We've been asking our board to start winning these transfers. We won it. Whether it was a bidding war, whatever. It was City made a bid, Arsenal made a bid, Arsenal got the player. That's a win for us. Mm-hmm. We don't win these battles. Whether City bowed out or we outbid them, it doesn't fucking matter. Exactly. Because our history is we don't win these at all, ever. We don't ever win these. So we're finally moving like a big team. We have Havertz over line. We have Rice over line. Timber is going to be done by Friday. That's two weeks of the transfer window open, three major deals over the line. Mm-hmm. That is exciting. Josh Kroenke said a couple of years ago, be excited. And Arsenal fans threw it in his face for years. We're excited now, 100%. 100%. We're finally moving like a big club. While we're watching Manchester United, penny pinch for Mason Mount. While we're watching them lose out on Jay, Arsenal's acting like a big club. Absolutely. And, you know, again, from a city perspective, you know, it's really hard to disagree with that. You got a lot of clubs with different or fan bases with different banter right now, you know, with with thinking city took an L and Arsenal overpaid and you got the conspiracy theories out there. City ran the price up just to get them to pay. I, I didn't understand that. I saw it. What what? I don't get it. So, you know, you got Jacob Steinberg who put stuff out there. You know, and who's put out credible things before, kind of been a reliable source, also been called out on shit before. Um, so what what it comes down to is, again, from a city perspective, we don't need him. We do not need him. He's a great player. He fits what Miguel wants, and he would have definitively fit with what could have been with with Pep and City. 
That is, even with signing Mateo Kovacic. Now, the problem that I have with some of the banter is in some world some of these folks live in, there's this concept that there's more pressure with less pressure with City and more with Arsenal. Or one would have been better without the other. Or the notion that it's a weak move if you go to City. And when you truly look at it from this from a player's perspective, there are pressures regardless of where he goes. Whether you make the argument he doesn't start and you get in your starting 11. That's still a pressure to play. Whether he is anywhere on a depth chart, he's a great player. If you say, well, he would be a starter for Arsenal. Okay, yes, from a roster perspective, he's probably, yes, a starter. But nevertheless, that's pressure there because he's starting in and out. Tighter pressure when he gets starting starts in a four city, which I will concede he's probably not going to get a lot early on, right? Getting into a rhythm, understanding things. Pep is infamous for this. It takes time. So we know that. And that's the reality of it. But there's pressure anywhere he goes. For a career, when you look back on it, he's been known to say that he wants to win things. That's what he wants to do. Yes, he wants to go to London or stay in London. Yes, you know, Premier League, staying in, in, in the Premier League would be ideal. You know, having a family, being close, all that kind of stuff. Byron out, City do the bid. I get it. I get it all. But ultimately, this is a truly, from Declan Rice's perspective, this is a win-win. He gets the move that gets him to a big club, that next opportunity. And whether it's continuing to win trophies or trying to win the first trophy for the first one for, for a long time, uh, it's pressure anywhere. And I just want us to kind of realize that. That banner is kind of really just really dumb because it's not easy. None of it is easy. The move, both of them are Champions League. Both of them require expectations now. And I'm just happy there's another club that gets to have a conversation about whether a player is worth $100 million. I'm, just, I'm happy now that I get to sit back and let's see if there's more enough uh, same scrutiny that that Jack Grealish gets and continues to get while he was a starter. You know, I truly believe that if you want to just look at stats, which go look at Declan's. If I'm wrong, it's four and five, nine total goal contributions. I mean, however, come on, a winger and a DM. I completely get it. Yeah, no, no. But, I'm but not we're expecting the... we're expecting a lot more goal contributions, 100. percent Because you know we're expecting him to go forward more. West Ham, he was just sitting a lot. England, he, you know, fucking Southgate is pretty much like fucking park your park your boots in cement and just defend, motherfucker. I will continue to have the consistent stance for Declan Rice as I have to Jack to Jack Grealish, which is if you just look at goals and assists and dictate that on a player's contribution and value to the money, I'm sorry, you don't know ball. It is bigger than that. The spaces that they fill, the jobs that they are asked to do, it is bigger than goals and assists. In the modern game, tactically, the changes 
are incredibly different from from any other time before. I was thinking about this when from uh, right before the pod. I got lit. Beautiful, beautiful indica strand. Beautiful indica strand. And as I was sitting there, I thought about the first game that we played and how we tactically tried to go about the year. You know, the treble year, the year we had three trophies. We started in a four back, Brian, a four back, two center backs, a left back and a right back, Kyle Walker and Jao Cancelo. That's how we started the season off. The amount of tactical changes, the amount of adjustments and and true chemistry changes that happened throughout the year. It is astronomical to what could be great seasons for any club. So when people just look at goals and assists, I'm sorry, you look at ball two-dimensionally. You look at ball rudimentary. It is just, it's, it's not. Yes, it's an impact. Who's who's the nematode who's going to say otherwise? But it is bigger than that when it comes to the Miguel Artetas, when it comes to the Josep Guardiolas, when it comes to the motherfuckers who have won and feel what winning has been. That is the reality of it. It's not just that anymore. But you would agree comparing goals and assists for a DM and goals and assists for a winger. Is, is a little disingenuous. Are you truly signing him as just a DM? Are we go? We'll find out. I, I saw. I sent you an excerpt for, to excerpt today that pretty much confirmed that Kai Havertz is coming in to replace Jacka. Mm-hmm. So that would say Declan Rice is is going to well, be starting over Partey. But before you uh, let, let, let me confirm, what I'm agreeing with is that the quote said he's playing midfield. But what, what do you think that means? He's not replacing Odegaard. I'll tell you that much. I'll put my fucking. I'll put the podcast on the line for that. Dare I say he plays next to Odegaard? Yeah, but that's the Jacker role. Box to box. Know. I don't know. I don't know if it's we're going with two tens, or you're doing double pivot with a Declan and someone else, and letting him stay up. I don't well, know. Who, I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking June twenty eighth. I mean, it could be. A I don't three. know. We'll get there when we get there. But but you would agree that a lot of people are giving Grealish props more this year because they see the contribution he gave than last year, right? I mean, people will still point out the goals and assists. He is a winger. Yeah, I think that's I think, the point. But I think I think he got a lot more props this year. I I heard a lot of talk. Grealish is having a hell of a season. I don't think so. I don't no, yeah, no, you're you're definitely right. I don't disagree. But the problem is they're for if I can be completely honest, they're forced to gotta give him the props <clears> in a treble year. Last year, when you just win the Prem and you bottle against Madrid in the second leg, when you missed a shot on goal that was a beautiful move, but then got tipped by Courtois, which is arguably the best keeper in the world, which remind me, we gotta talk about that little bitch. I'm writing that down because I forgot about that great Ooh. little situation. Thibaut Courtois and everything that's happening with the Belgium national team. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar. So, yeah, let's oh, get to that later. It's going to be a good one. You're going to laugh. Juicy topics today on this pod. Yeah. So, this man, Jack, gets shit in a year when we win the Prem, okay, but fall short in other things, gets more scrutiny. You're absolutely right. But I think a lot of it is, again, you're comparing the titles and, and the, the hardware that comes at the end of it. But yes, the contribution on the pitch has been better this year. No question. It, it's getting there. 
I just think we shouldn't always say, oh, 100 million, he's got to have 20 goals and assists. It's like, sure, maybe back when Moreno was fucking, you know, parking the bus, maybe when, you know, Perlo was running the midfield, but that shit ain't ain't it no more, bro. It ain't it. Ain't it. You don't know what these guys are asked to do. You just don't. And so until we see it, let's let's see how it looks, honestly. I think a lot of times with sides like City, it comes down to who can we pick on? We can't pick on Holland. We can't pick on De Bruyne. We can't pick on Rodri. You know, it's like, sorry, Grealish, you're the you're the odd man out. I, honestly, I do. I do. <laughs> that's not that's not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. I, I think that's what it comes down to a lot. It's like, who can we pick on? Oh, Pep, yeah. you didn't get Champions League. Oh, yeah. Grealish, you only have single-digit goals and assists. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. There's not much to banter, so you pick apart things. Yeah. That's how that's, it is. That's how it is. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. British record. You're acting like a big club. You know, let's. Let, What's I your perspective to... on this, dude? Oil money lost. Do you want to? <laughs> let me let me go through some of these notes I I have right here in front. Just some thoughts. I joked about the installments. Okay, I wanted to know yeah, what was going was, on. Uh, I want to pose the question: Did oil money lose? Did the fact that Declan make the call possibly right say, "Hey, let's just get it done"? They put the money down. City walk away. I definitely think we want to walk. We walked away. Which, by the way, I am two players short of giving you a starting eleven of players that Manchester City have walked away from. Yeah, I am. I'm loving this. I love this game. I was lit off that beautiful Indica strand. Um, and then I thought to myself, this question has been answered. The note I put: Do City make a second bid? Do we go in and try to address? You like know, I said, really, yeah. If that was a ninety-five million a week limp dick bid that we were expecting from Edu, yeah, who we have to start to give props to now. I, I'm officially, I'm officially Edu in. He's shut me up. I'm officially Cronky in. But um, the most active club. If it was, a, if it was a ninety plus five, I think you guys would have matched it. I think, I think it was just like we went above and beyond, and we said this is our target. Match us here, and that, I think that kind of told City like they're just going to match everything. And I think I think the talks of Rice preferring Arsenal were legit. I yep. think City probably said to themselves, "Hmm, our Arsenal moves kind of weak in the transfer window. Let's rattle them a bit." Pep likes Rice. Pep has a spot for Rice. Cool. Let's see if we can get uh, uh, England. Future England captain, you know, future uh, a, a big British player like this. Let's see if we can get him, kind of scare Arsenal off. They'll probably do a weak bid after that and see if we can just tempt him. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work, but it was worth trying because history tells you that you can you can you can rattle Arsenal in the in the transfer window. Yeah. Yeah, no. I so it's it would have been nice if I'm if I'm being selfish adding him strengthens us and probably weakens our best bet. Now you adding him just for me what it truly does is definitively gives us mentally, yeah, they're they're competing for it again. 
Now, before this move, I put Poole as the main team I'm still in fear of, them getting getting it right. Not United, still haven't done shit. And now I'm looking at it like, okay, now it's I think it's City Arsenal Pool. That's I I think it's a three 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 man race right now. Um, Agree. A few a few other players that are that are going to be uh, on the market or coming off the market before the end of the month, Friday, June thirtieth. Uh, today's the twenty eighth. So I'm very curious as to what what comes next because you know. Declan wasn't a priority for us. Yeah. Joskal Gavardio was. Mm-hmm. We landed Mateo Kovacic. You know, Joskal's personal terms are done, but we just need to finalize it with Leipzig. So that's that, that's always been my hope and focus. We have to offload Laporte, Jalconcello, Kyle Walker's rumored to be going to Bayern Munich. So so mentally, Declan was I cannot see how City were really all in and attentive to, to to what was going on with Declan the whole time. So for yeah, us they to make all that, in. they were just like, we yeah. like the player. Let's mm-hmm. see if we can get him. If we don't, okay. Yeah, and <laughs> and at the yeah, and at the end of the day, exactly. That's exactly right. And at the end of the day, you credit Arsenal for making a move and to putting the amount up that you need. Any City fan that's bantering about the concept of, uh, you know. Well, we didn't need him. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So there's no reason to throw salt that way. We don't need him. Um, the concept of uh, uh, so 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 now that they have him, um, you know, w- what other players are coming? Kind of thing. You know, what was our backup plan? That's that's the funny thing I'm seeing. We actually don't even are looking towards midfield right now. So whatever Pep is cooking, we're we're just fine. It looks like we're attacking, solidifying our defender. Viega? Um, I saw that we're going back in it. Here's the thing. If you want to have an intelligent conversation about Viega. I want to have a I stupid see it. one. <laughs> I see. Well, the stupid <laughs> one is pay 40, mi- pay 40 million and he's yours. That's the stupid yeah. one. That's the intelligent release clause, right? He's got a release. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And it's due by June 30th. Then it goes away. So someone pay it or shut the fuck up. That's the stupid conversation. The intelligent conversation is Pep Guardiola's brother who is an agent, contacted his representatives, which is his sister, back months ago for direct representation. She still had a piece of the pie, and he was going to be the agent. And she said no and went other ways. City fans and City Twitter saw this as a sign as, now we're definitely not getting Viega. Had we had that connection, everyone was saying that's an easy shoe-in for Pep to look, hook it up. And, and there's, yeah. You know, they're, they're fucking brothers, so they're going to work it out. That failed through. So from a city perspective, that's where things kind of went down. Now things are picking back up. Maybe there are signs that we are wanting a midfielder, but we just signed one. I think we're just fine. Who actually likes Great the Great deal, play. too. Kovacic, 25. If look, yeah. If you look at the heat map, if you look at where he covered, if you look at what Gundogan does, that's a guy's little switch. Now, Bernardo is the next question that we're going to have. There's a lot of things on the table that are still there for City. But what we're not going to do is go wild on a, on a player that we think is the fee is astronomical or too much for us. I sent you a clip of us having a conversation of uh, us, the front, the front staff of Chiqui, uh, uh, Soriano, Ferran Soriano and, and Caldun having a conversation on the City grounds about Virgil van Dijk. 
And they didn't say the number, but it's they say that they're asking too much. That's ludicrous. And so that I think it's a perfect segue to kind of wrap this up on how I feel about all this is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players that right now to date, I can definitively tell you have walked away from. Jorginho, back when Chelsea were trying to sign him, not recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, let's go Let's go through these and, and we'll, I'll comment on that because I saw this on Twitter. You know, it was like Man City banter, like, oh, Arsenal, look at who we walked away from. It's not going to work out for you. So let's, let's do the list and then we'll talk about this. Oh, this yeah. Interesting. And- yeah, and let me make sure I'm 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 clear on this. This is not me saying I don't think it's going to work for Declan Rice. This is me just saying that these there are play, there are good fucking players on this list. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it will they were at least one at one point in time um, rumored to be. Let me make sure I'm clear on that because some of these are kind of really bad anyway. But so we walked away from Jorginho. We walked away from Declan Koulibaly, Alexis Sanchez when he was leaving Arsenal. Pep really wanted him. Kurela. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane, Harry Maguire, Fred, and Virgil van Dyke. Those are all players, some quality, some not, that we've walked away from, from a bid that we've said, no, we're just not going to do it. We rate him at a certain amount. We can do X, Y, and Z. And if other people come in, great, go for it. And from a city perspective, it has worked out for us. So there is a true city fans still celebrating the treble, still watching the fucking final, which I've watched at least 72,000 times, I want to be very, very clear. It's a good move for Arsenal. It is no sweat off of our titles and anything that we've done. Let's keep it going on what the agenda has been. I don't, I I, I rate the move for Arsenal. We just got to play against them. We're not going to sign everyone. No club can sign everyone for crying out loud. You're going to have to play against quality players. So let's see how Miguel, you know, t- what he turns uh, t- turns them into. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a big list you've uh, comp, comp, uh, you know built there of players you've walked away from, and I respect it. And like I said, I, I hope Arsenal can get to that point, and I think we're almost there. Mm-hmm. I have a couple more comments on on Arsenal, and then we'll move on. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think the best part is I don't think we're done. You know, I'm including Timber as a done deal. From all the reports, Timber only wants Arsenal. Arsenal want Timber. They're ironing out details, kind of like they did with West Ham today, in the yeah. next two days. So, I think I'm excited about the Timber signing. I think it could be just as exciting as Rice, if I'm being honest. I think it, I think it's a class class signing. I've been watching highlights of him. He's got some skills, mm-hmm. and um, just to just to say, hey, Saliba gets hurt. No Rob Holding, Timber. Like, that alone is is huge, huge. And I think, you know, putting him at right back is also going to be something. Uh, options to invert on the right and left now. I, I have a feeling we might be keeping Tierney, too, with the Timber signing. Hmm. Inverting Timber or maybe inverting Ben White into the midfield, keeping Tierney as the traditional left wing left fullback could happen. I had the, the, the Newcastle links have completely died. We know Villa was slightly interested, but nothing picking up. I, I think there's a chance we could keep him. I wouldn't be surprised if he left, but don't be surprised either. If Tierney has stayed, you know, Arteta, he, he, we have to give it to him. You know, when you don't have, now we have money, but when you don't have 
the advantage City have at this point. They're so far ahead that people are playing catch-up, which is why we have to overpay, right? But when you don't have that financial, like, we can spend $300 million window in after window. Like, we're, we're probably going to – I don't think we're done. I don't. We're probably going to hit $300 million spent. I think we'll get about 100 back in sales. But I think we're going to spend 300 whether it's Lavia and somebody else, whether if it's Lavia, you know, wh- whatever it is. I think we're going to get close to 300 I, I really don't think we're done. I think well, like I, I think three other players. No, because we're already at 210. So you're saying like just maybe one or two. Like Lavia and somebody else. With maybe Timber like, being done. You have three done is what you're saying. I'm, I'm counting Timber as done. No, yeah, hopefully I don't have egg on my face, but no, Timber no, done, we're already at 210. Yeah. Lavia. And when you don't have the, the money that Chelsea have, $600 million, uh, City have, you have, to, you have to approach things in a different way. And, and the strategy that Edu and Arteta have is first, build an attractive project. Check. Two, build relationships with players. It came out today that Arsenal's been chatting up Declan Rice since before the World Cup. It was initially thought February after the, the January transfer window. No, they've been working on this deal for a while. And that's what you have to do. You don't have the financial flex that all these, these some of these other clubs have, United even included in there. You have to approach it in a different way. Building relationships with players, convincing players that this is the project for you and there's nothing else out there. Now, in a different universe, maybe City outbid us and he goes to City. No. That could happen. But you have to you have to approach things in a different way and and they are and i have to i have to give props to edu and arteta because i i banged on edu for him missing out on deals but we're almost at a point now based on who we're going to bring in next where we can start going like city okay we really only need one or two players this window we don't need to go crazy we have saliba under contract Gabriel under contract for five years, four years. We have Ben White, Timber, Tamiyasu, all like we don't need much at this point. Yeah. Let's just go spend a hundred million on a striker and call it a day. Like we're we're getting to that point, which is what I think the strategy is. Let's go big this window. Champions League. First time in Champions League. Let's stay in the Champions League. And now we can go, okay. You know what? We don't need to do much, but Hundred million for Osman? Sure, let's do it. Because we don't need a midfield. We got Lavia. We got let's say we get Lavia. We got Lavia. We got Rice. We got we got Havertz. We got Odegaard. We don't need to address there. Saka and Martinelli. Let's say oh they scored another forty goals combined this year. Let's say they reach that level. We don't need to get wingers. So they're approaching that point where it's just going to be oh just a little maintenance here and there. Kind of like, you know, City have done. You know, you didn't make huge moves last window. You needed to address a striker situation. $100 million on Haaland and um, Alvarez. I would, so I would I have to approaching that point. Yeah. I, I would have to go back and, and look and, and look at this, the spread on how it's been in the seven years that Pep's been there and even prior. But, you know, I... I'm going to push back on this concept that this is a, a built with without, you know, a financial flex. I mean, Brian probably is at this point, but you just set the British record. You went into it and spent in the window in the summer window as well. 
you know, the, your, your spending has been noted recently. It's, it's again, nothing, nothing to necessarily look at in shame. Cause I'm, I'm sitting here as a club that loves to spend, but the, the way we did it as well, you know, we just take any example, even any player and discuss the funds or the transfer and how we did it. Take any window and look at the amount and tell me where you saw the huge negative amount like you've seen with the Uniteds or the Chelsea's. I mean, it's not that it comes from a, a sprinkling or, or I'm sorry, fr- from a restricted dessert or desert drought where you don't really have that much and you sprinkle a little bit. It's more of everyone's got it, but you guys or any club chooses not to do it in certain windows and Arsenal, the club, the manager, the staff, the, the, the everyone that Ty likes to shout out, they did it. They the got doctors, it done. the workers, the nurses. All of them, all of them, they got it done. And it was enough to show your your owner that it's time for another infusion like it's been in recent years, just not to this level. So when you do it and it gets to this point, I think it just shows, hey, it's always been there. It's just, with all due respect, City have been, it was built the way it was properly built with everything, the Pep and and and, and Tiki and the and Soriano and Caldun and the plan and the process. It's truly, honestly, no disrespect to anyone else. It has been second to none. You cannot find a bad deal or a situation where it's been like, yeah, we got hoed. I, any player, and again, I, I'll be the, I'll take it even a step further, and I'll sound hella petty. I want to see the agent fees. I know his dad's his agent. I want to know what that is. These are big clubs. Invite and- to Edu's Grill. <laughs> That's all I want, it was. I want to see the agent fees. I mean, I hear all about it when City get a 61 million release clause and it's like he chose City. You can be upset about it. Well, his dad's own, you know, he signed with Puma, which he's now with Nike. At the time, he signed with Puma. He signed a Puma deal and that was a contract there and there's a connection there. Yeah, okay. It's called networking. Why are you mad at it? LinkedIn, get with the program, connect with folks. But I just don't get why, you know, everyone, top clubs like Arsenal, like City, they have the flex. Today, it was a, it's a day for it's a it's a win for the Premier League. It's a win for the the top clubs feeding off of what I consider a pretty shit club. I'm sorry, David Moyes. They were ass all year, and it's their best player in probably recent history. So you got to capitalize. Good for them. Now, what do they what do they do with it? That's the next question. This is this is how this league works, and so if 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 people want to talk about, well, I, I don't, yo, oh no, 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 only only oil can do the thing, things like this. It's not true. It's not just oil. It, it's 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 all of these billionaires, all of these tips. Uh, look at the American bully over there, fucking shit up. So America billionaires won today because they made a statement. They can compete with oil. I like it. Yeah, I'm just saying we don't we don't compete in the fact that Chelsea just spent 600 million in two windows. We're not doing that. This is this is going to be our first window over 200 
I think we might have reached 200 or around there. Uh, two windows ago, Ben White, Ramsdale, Odegaard, that window. I think we were close to 200. I don't know if we passed it. I, I got to double check. Is that I just don't. I just, no. I mean, we can't sell. And that's that's another funny thing. Oh, Arsenal have the highest net spend. We, 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 Arsene Wenger picked up five years of garbage that we had to literally, Arteta had to come in and, and literally dispose of the garbage like garbage oh. in, in the sense that we couldn't get anything from it. So nobody wants to hear the story why we, we, we can't sell. But we, that's the next step in Edu's evolution. We need to start selling mm-hmm. and getting value for our sales. But that will happen when, when you have young, attractive players, when yeah. you don't have players like you know, coming off contract at the age of 32. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to pay big bucks for that. Right. So that'll happen next. But let's worry about that later. What's yeah. important is, yeah, we're competing. I, my point is, like, we're, I don't think we're going to do 300 in and out. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I, I've been proven wrong recently, um, and I'm happy I've been proven wrong because this is all I've been asking for. I've been asking for this from Arsenal for a long time. I'm asking it from our... Our, our lovely baseball team in New York. Let's start moving serious. Yeah. When I, when, I'm, when I see teams actually doing what's necessary to win titles, I, I have a lot more leeway. But when I see nonsense and PR and, oh, you know, oh, we couldn't do it because the, the excuses. Yeah. Painting it for fans as if we don't know what it is. Right. Fans are, fans are irrational, but we're also smart. We, we fucking know. When you're just gaslighting us, mm-hmm. but this is what we've been asking for, and I need to see a change of tune in the Arsenal fan base. I do because yeah. we've been asking for this, and it just fucking happened. It so just explain happened. this. To me. I haven't been on social media. I've been bust. I've been busting my ass all day. Explain to me what's going on with Arsenal banter right now and Arsenal fans, because I'm just telling you from a city perspective. Let me get this out right now. If what you're saying is true and after and I will be able to get into this deeper tonight, if what you're about to say to me is true and there are Arsenal fans that are upset about Declan Rice, what in holy hell is wrong with your fan base? What is truly wrong with your fan base? Explain this to me. I, I was a I'm a fan of the Arsenal Forever podcast with uh, Turkish Lee Judges uh Ederson and midfield guy and then James who is probably my favorite AFT guy. I think he I think he's got a good positive attitude but I don't think he he um he has a good way of thinking of of how things transpire and he's been proven right recently by by actually looking at things rationally and saying, "You know what? The Cronkies have changed. We have to give it to them." And things are going to things are going to change with this club. I, I see it. So he's been proven right. And I, I like him. He does the tactical insights. I think I think you've even watched a few of his videos and, and commented that you, you agree with that, yeah. that he's good. Yeah, um, he's he, he wasn't on today. Um, and and to be somewhat fair to them, the podcast was recorded very early UK time before the news that city bowed out. But I mean, we put a hundred. All I've been hearing from from fans like Turkish, who I like, fans like Dan Potts, who was on there today, and and Lee Judges is just just pay the money. This is your number one target. Get Arteta his target. Pay the money. And then today, now this was before City bowed out, but after Ornstein reported, we made a hundred five million dollar bid. That's a statement. 
even before I knew of City, that's a statement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're serious. We're serious. We're not saying, oh, if if, if a 85 plus 5 bid came out, that would have been that would have been something to complain about. I would have been right there with them complaining. But that's a serious bid. And just, I don't know if it was early, nobody had coffee, but it was a day to be excited. Like I said, Josh Kroenke said, be excited. Be excited. We, we're... You you've wanted the Cronkies to back back our, our our managers. That's a backing if there ever was one. Yeah, that's a fucking backing if there ever was one. British transfer record for the Premier League. I mean that's a that's a fucking backing if there ever was one. And just Jordan, the the, the Ederson and midfield guy, he he has a tendency to like just want to be a hot take artist. And it's, it's just, <laughs> just, it's just annoying. I'm, midfield guy. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm I'm tired of like. Oh, oh, you, uh, you know, I'm t- he he was like, I'm tired of Arsenal fans going and saying Declan Rice only wanted Arsenal, and it's like Arsenal fans are saying that because a lot of people are fucking reporting that. I'm sorry, they're not pulling this out of their asshole. Like, I know at least six reporters that have have said that exact same thing, including that ex West Ham employee guy who's right. supposedly the number one guy for West Ham. He right. said it several times. So it's not like it's not like we're building a narrative based on nothing. It's mm-hmm. it's literally multiple reporters. It's not like fucking some random account who just went online and said Declan only wants Arsenal peace. And we we like ran with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like legit reporters have been saying that. It's so but why are you sticking on that? Like why is that it should be wow, the Cronkies finally put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. We've been asking for this. They finally put it down. And this was before City bowed out. So whether they bow out or not, mm. we know we are moving serious. The transfer window opened two weeks ago. We have Havertz over the line. Whether you like it or not, Arteta wanted him. We went and got him for 65 mil. Rice, now he's over the line. Pretty much knew that that was probably going to be accepted by West Ham. Mm. Two deals over the line. Timber coming in. Another very exciting player. You wanted backup for Saliba. You wanted holding out. You got it. It, that's happening. So come on, guys. Like, like, this is what you wanted. So don't get what you want and go, oh, the other guy was going, oh, I'm, I'm very concerned. Uh, you know, I don't know how Rice and Havertz is going to work. We're going to figure it out. We're, yeah. we're, we're, you wanted them to – let's not keep pushing the goalposts. Keep pushing yeah. the goalposts. Let's, let's get excited for what is happening. Changes are happening. Mikel Arteta mm-hmm. has come in. And completely. Now, if we don't win anything this year, then we can talk. But right yeah. now, you ask for something in the transfer window, and you're getting it. What what other team has three, three big deals over the line? Yeah, incoming. Two, two and a half, let's say, for Timber. Yeah, incoming. Two. Over the line. Yeah, incomings. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's moving like this. No. What what team has moved like this in recent windows? It's going to be tough to figure that out. Not, not right. a lot of teams do this. So praise it. Praise yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you emphasize how could you further back? What, what, what is a bigger backing? I can't truly, there's, there's not a better way from an ownership perspective to back the club and back reinforce what's been going on. And, and it's clear as day. And anyone who's critiquing this, let alone Arsenal fans, um, that's, that's, that's quite delusional because right now, for every Arsenal, in my humble opinion, the moment it happened and it was announced, here we go. 
or not even before the here we go, before the moment you saw the transfer offer, I would have been more nervous about West Ham just accepting. Let's just get it done, get it, get it accepted, and and the hell with anyone else. Just we put it out. Let's get it done. Put a time frame on it. You know, you got five hours to respond, type shit, and and mm-hmm. and let's go. You know, come on, we're ready. You're ready. This is what you want. Here's the money. Se cavo. It's over, type shit. So that's what I would have considered had I been an Arsenal fan looking into it. Um, but man. The, the criticism's real. I don't know what's up with your fan base sometimes. It truly going yeah, having very a, wild. Having a competition against you guys and 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 having it go the way it it went, you know, going into the season when we linked up, truly, I was like, dude, before I even knew you were an Arsenal fan, my guy, I was just like, I think they got something cooking over there. I think yeah. Miguel and and what they got going. You know, I've always kind of, you know, we've we've taken a few of their players before. Semi Nasri, I kind of rate what they do. They play good ball. Santi Cazola is always a player I've admired. Like I, I legit looked at Arsenal and was just like, man, that's that's they can do it over there. Like, yeah, they don't see the banter with the pool and they do the fun shit, the fan, you know, the, the YouTube shit. And then we went against each other in a in a in a title race, and I just saw some of the most wild shit i can see and it's just it's it's wild for me to kind of see how hot and cold the club can be with the backing and the support uh it's it's really different it's really different because you got other clubs it's chelsea like chelsea for example they're so arrogant but they're all cocky and consistent and thinking it's everything's gonna be just fine and they're gonna figure it out and it's just like for me you're absolutely delusional for thinking that's the case. But Arsenal, I really think it's just split. There's so much split and and change. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I'll stick up for Arsenal fans because the PTSD came from somewhere. There's been a lot of nonsense that's happened at this club. We've seen some of our best players sold. We've seen transfer windows where we did nothing but sign a washed-up Peter Check. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of bullshit here. And Peter Check, shout out Peter Check, <laughs> Petter Check, whatever his name is, Petter, uh, yeah. loser. Yeah, he was terrible for <laughs> us. But we've seen a lot of nonsense here. So the PTSD comes from somewhere. We're not just like we didn't just fucking, you know, a, a switch didn't just flip one day. Uh, we've been we've been ran through the ringer, and and I always try to like, because you're in a good place right now. So sometimes it's hard to see from our perspective, but. We see things with the New York Yankees right now, and we get told the same shit. You guys are an annoying fan base. You're always complaining, but it's like you don't get it. We we were prestige at one point, and now we have our ownership telling us, you know, Josh Donaldson's a good player when we both have eyes, you know, and that's what has happened to Arsenal. It's very very similar. The yeah. Yankees' success was way better, um, but we had the Invincibles. We had Champions League final in 2006 that we probably should have won. We had three tight, three Premier League titles under Arsene Wenger, competing constantly with Manchester United, and then it just went away. And yeah. we got told that Petr Cech's a good signing. We got told that selling uh, Cesc Fabregas was a good thing because you know we got told a lot of bullshit and. You know, there was an interesting um, interview with with Cesc Fabregas recently where he said he regretted leaving Arsenal. But the reason he did is he he 
he felt, and this is a good way to wrap it up, he felt like Arsenal was never willing to go the extra mile. They, hmm. they went the extra mile today. Yeah. And that's the change that we need to get excited about. This is finally a time to get excited. And that PTSD we had, maybe we should throw it away and say, okay, let's start really, really, really trusting these guys. Because when things yeah. were good last year, we trusted them. But now yeah. it's, it, it's trust is important to trust when you're in a good spot and when you're in a bad spot. Yeah. It's not really trust if you lose three games and then you start flipping out again. Mm-hmm. Or when Man City come in with a bid and you start fl- <coughs> fuck out of sneeze. And, and Man City yeah, come in with a bid for your target and you start flipping out. Trust is I trust you when things are going good and bad. And it's time to start doing that because Seski even said it. I didn't trust management. I didn't trust they were ever going to go the extra mile. And if you're Bukayo Saka, William Saliba, those guys who just signed new contracts, you got to be feeling really good saying, I made the right decision because guess what? Ownership just said, hey, here's Declan Rice. City came in. We don't give a shit. He's coming in. Reinforcements. We're going for it again next year. So you have to – and that's that's how – there's layers to how important the deal is. And that's one of them. These guys that just resigned, they got to be saying that was a good decision because you come in and you say, oh, we, we got second. It was a good year. And mm-hmm. we're going to take a gamble on Romeo Lavia and we're going to take a gamble on that. Saka's probably going, but I thought we were getting Declan Rice. Exactly. I thought we were getting, you know, <laughs> uh, another defender. Like, I, I thought we were like moving big with this Champions League money. They're right. probably saying, man, hmm. Did I make the right decision? Today, there's no doubt. So, right, right, definitely. It it, it sends uh, it sends waves. It sends yes. waves to the rest of the league. I mean, you definitely, everyone, you know, should be kind of considering this signing and wondering what are we doing again? What what, what are our moves again? Everyone right now is kind of looking at a move, and I think that's where I kind of do like the fact that you know we did what we did for Jack. Maybe I, now that I'm kind of talking myself through it again, I kind of remember paying the release clause and just thinking to myself, man, like how how can people and just making fun of the fact that it's Little City? How can people say we're not massive when we're triggering release clauses for players still coming out in positive windows, still getting players you know off the books at fair prices, signing good play? Like it's a massive move, man. When you move like that, it's massive. Like little clubs don't do that, and yeah. Arsenal, you know, doing what they're doing, it's it's they're going at they're going for it again. They're trying to restore what they are, and it it mm-hmm. is what it is. You know, you, you don't need a history to have that to have the backing right now. So it's good times. Uh, and on the red side of London, you know, I, I'm excited for you. It might be too early to do uh, uh, over unders for some of the signings that we've had, but I would welcome the game. The first option I had was for Mateo Kovacic over. Or under 15 and a half starts. Over. He's a good player. I mean, you, lo- you lost Gundogan. He's, um, he's pretty much at this point, from what we know, going to step in. Uh, I assume Gundogan had more than that, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, so Seven, I would say over. 17. But it could change depending who you bring in. Yeah. 
17 and a half goal contributions for Declan Rice. In all competitions? Yeah. That's a lot. I'm going to say under. Under uh, on think, 17 think and a half? 15, that's a lot for a DM. That is a lot. I think he's going to spend most of his time Dude. at DM. Is he, though? Yeah, I think hey, so. Once Thomas, Tarper, once Thomas leaves, right? Let's see what preseason. But right now, I'm going to go under. Yeah, okay. I, and, and, and I don't think Partey is going to leave. I don't think he wants the Saudi offer. We saw that kind of stall. I think mm-hmm. if he wanted it, it kind of would have accelerated. Um, and we're not selling to no Italian club. We're not taking a loan with a fucking ten million option to buy that these fucking Italian clubs do. It's not happening. <laughs> so, so this next one, and I know you're gonna ask, well, well, then why'd you put this number lower than Declan, who you're thinking is a six? I just think you know, with Declan whipping it in, doing crosses, I think he's got like he's got. He's got good play, you know, uh, right outside the box. I can see him getting a few assists, goals, you know, whatever. Kai Shy Havertz, 15 and a half goal contributions. It's got to be over. Jaka had 17. Jaka had Ooh, 17, I think, across that all been competitions. should the number 17 and a half. I fucked yeah, up. So it's got to be didn't over. Know that. I, I have to go over. You you would think right? You would think that he he starts. No, I mean I wouldn't. I don't want to say starts immediately. That's disrespectful to the establishment. Let, let me not. I think he does he, start. You, <laughs> you think Guy Havertz starts immediately? Sixty-five million. Arteta really wants him. Jacques is supposed to be leaving soon, so we should we should putting money uh, valuation to start expectations. I don't think he starts tomorrow. We'll see. Preseason is going to be interesting. I'll be I'll be there, boots on the ground, reporting. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I don't think he starts immediately. With all due respect to Kai Shai, I can I don't I don't see it. Kai Shai, I see. I don't. Yeah, I trust Trossard, Gavi, Martinelli, and Saka with Odegaard up front more. And I know he's playing midfield, but. I would trust more of what the players that you have now in, in, in that system that have played. Definitely. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm interested in those three. Those are the only ones that have definitively been done, so I don't want to necessarily play the game with anyone else. Kind of jinx it for anyone. I wish I could play this game with United, but <laughs> nobody signed. Yeah, so where do you want to move next? I'll let you kind of steer this. Think about it. I'm going to refill my wine real quick. I'll be, I'll be right. right back. Yeah. filibuster a little bit. Yeah, so I will think I'd say this. Uh, there's a particular player that I want to give a certain farewell to, a certain player that I want to give a certain thank you to for his service. Um, it's been an absolute honor and a pl- privilege to watch him play for my club and captain my club. Um, Manchester City have had plenty of captains throughout the year. Manchester City have had plenty of of great players that have come through and 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 done great things for us in recent memory. And you know, he's Muslim, so I don't know how he feels about the statue situation. But Ilkay Gundogan and the service that he provided for us, coming in off of a twenty million, twenty one million deal, coming off of a hurt knee, literally his first steps onto the city grounds were 
uh, in crutches coming into the training ground, getting the rest of his physical completed, um, having the verbiage with Pep when he was at Dortmund. Reminder, before he came to us, he was at a Champions League final with Dortmund and started against Byron. And while they lost, you know, he was a young player and a great player before that knee injury. And Pep saw it. Pep saw the ability and told him and confirmed with him, doesn't matter that your knee injury happened. We're still with you. We're still going to stick with you. And we're still going to go ahead and 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 keep you with us. And, and we'll work it out. And the rest is history. To come in in crutches and leave the captain of a trouble side, uh, it's just that shit. That, that's a script for, for Hollywood, man. I mean, it's incredible what he was able to do for us. His parents, uh, his mother was a chef for uh, a, a local little pool rec center. His dad worked the coal mines. They were in Turkey and then they moved to Germany at a young age. Uh, this guy comes from a different background and him yeah. captaining my team. I've just, I love Ilkay Gundogan. I'm appreciative for everything that he's done for us. I will support him in whatever endeavor that he's done, uh, that he goes to next. Um, I think he's going to be a tremendous manager one day. He started his coaching licensing with us. Uh, he coached the 16 and unders to go ahead and pass his last testing. So his coaching is there. He's moving on up in that rankings. Probably has more coaching licensing than Fat Frank. And what I think about Ilkay is that I'm so appreciative to watch him play for my club. I'm so appreciative for what the joy that he's given me. And he's a legend for me. I'm a small club. I don't have the history of other clubs. This is my history now. And Ilkay Gundogan, it's my farewell message to him. I'm so thankful. I love you. You did everything you possibly could for us and did it all. And uh, yep. yeah, great player, great man, great person. Wish them nothing but the best of Barcelona. You know, I don't think they're going to be able to do much. I mean, I think that Real Madrid is coming in that transfer market. I think that they say they're done, rumored Florentino Perez, but I don't think they are. We'll see. But I don't know. Javi, another great mind. So Ilkay Gundogan, good luck to you. Finish your, your rest of your career off well. And uh, thank you, man. Thank you for everything. Yeah, legend for sure. Um, pretty much knew the Barcelona move was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Good move for Barcelona, but again, financial crisis. Frankie Zhejiang might be moving, so <laughs> who knows how what that team's going to look like. But for right now, I mean, he's going to be a very, very good move for Barcelona. But, you know, some other things we could touch on. Particularly, I wanted to touch on the Harry Kane saga, because Whoa. we know United's not doing anything. Um, that's been <laughs> documented. Liverpool, quiet. Very, very quiet. But, you know, it's it's been asked where Harry Kane's going to go. One year left on the contract. Um, Premier League move, possible. Most people saying, including O'Leary, saying he's going to want the Premier League record, so he's going to go to United or, or somewhere within the Premier League. Mm -hmm. However, apparently he's he's told Bayern Munich, hey, I'm down. I'm down to go to Germany and play for you. So that's an interesting perspective because we know Bayern don't pay a lot of money. That's just something they don't do. First bid was like 62 million British pound. Not going to get it done. Very disrespectful. I think they went up to 70. 
still not going to get it done. I mean, when Declan Rice is going for a hundred, you got to at least start there. Yeah, I, I, one year left on the deal or not, you have to start there for a thirty goal scorer who's yeah. still got years in him. Yeah, I, I don't. I want to. I want a disclaimer when I say disrespectful because you could catch me in a contradiction that because we offered like sixty two or sixty something or like I think it was like maybe seventy the first time we offered. Um, and it was kind of hella disrespectful, but that's because we had the 61 million release clause for Holland. That's like back pocket shit. So I don't know what Byron have in their back pocket, but I, at this point I, I have to agree. It's a disrespectful offer. I, I am curious as to what Harry does. Uh, do I credit Charlie Kane for positive actions and maneuvers and ruffling feathers enough to kind of push for a move is is this charlie getting some some credit here do i do i owe him an apology also does o'leary need to just open up to the fact that titles mean more than fucking stupid ass dumb ass records that are always gonna be broken one day i'm sorry that the guy's got a loser complex and records mean a lot to him with tottenham there's nothing else to go for so i get it but in this scenario, the grass is greener because the on the the other grass is winning. It's not the same grass. It's not just that it's greener. It's that it's fucking completely different. He's never done it. Let the guy go win. You're going to favor a Bundesliga move. Now, again, if you've been paying attention, the shrewdness of Daniel Levy probably indicates Premier League move is not going to be something he's comfy with, right? Because we all know he's got to sleep comfy at night. So he's got to do the, the move a little bit the way he wants. But, hey, Byron, new front office after a, 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 an embarrassment of firing on the final day of the Bundesliga when you win it. Don't even let Oliver Kahn and the, the other director – well, he's already in and celebrating. Uh, uh, Oliver Kahn could not celebrate. He left in an embarrassment, an embarrassing way. So – to come in and put in an offer and you're trying to get this done and you do got to give a little props to them if they get it done. Yeah. I think from a Byron perspective, you, you get it done no matter what, because you look at the J deal going through now, like that, that's a legit team, mm-hmm. but without a striker, they're going to have problems like they did against you guys in the champions league final where yeah. good, good opportunities. But when you're facing teams in champions league, it, there's, there's probably three or four opportunities per game. And you need to net at least two or three of them. Um, and that didn't happen because they didn't have a striker. Harry Kane immediately solves that issue. And then you look, they're, they're good everywhere else. They got yeah. wingers, Sané, Mane. Musiala um, in midfield. Kimmich in midfield. Um, Gnabry's still there on the wing as well. Mm-hmm. Fullbacks, Alfonso Davies. Um, that other dude, I can't remember his name. Maza, Maza. He's pretty good too. Matasquai, yeah, yeah, yeah. good, yeah. good. And now you have Delit and and Kim Ming Jae, two mm-hmm. young legit center backs mm-hmm. that have already played in Champions League and all that. I mean, that's a serious team. And and let's not even get to goalie where you have uh, Jan. Is he Summer still there for another year? Is he Summer's still there? Which, and, by and, the way, yeah, kudos to my wife. Shout out to my wife Jacqueline. Jan Summer is literally my wife's favorite player. Literally, they have, they have my the wife. same haircut. yeah man man's got some long ass hair but yeah we rate Jan summer i love him he's a great great player never will play for city but he's a great player they do have him but i'm 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 in fear that newer is coming back manuel newer obviously classic keeper sweeper 
you know, keeper. He's he's coming back. He's he's healthy or getting healthy. He's he's recuperating from that broken leg that he that his dumbass had on vacation um, in the Alps. Um, if I said to you that Thomas Tuchel's really bad with strikers and kind of fucks up strikers, and Harry Kane goes there and it doesn't start to work out, is this a Thomas Tuchel issue? <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be interesting. But do you, do you agree though that this is the move? Like you have to do this. You have to. You yeah. have to. You haven't had a striker since Lewandowski. It, it's and I said that on purpose. Lewandowski. <laughs> Lewandowski. The man is absolutely incredible. He scores a lot. Um, he's going to be teamed up again with Ilkay in Barcelona because they play together at Dortmund. So it'll be interesting uh, how how uh, Harry Kane, if he goes, I, I think it could happen, man. I think this is definitely the move for Bayern Munich. Serious club again. Um, do you have a chance of seeing him in the Champions League group stage? Because if so, that would be scary. And they get Harry Kane. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like that's a serious team. That that Kimming J moves legit. Um, we saw Upamin Kano get put in a fucking graveyard by, by Man City in that game. He's definitely a flawed center back, but yeah, uh serious, serious move. And you know good good for Kane if he if he actually gets it gets the move because he needs it. He needs it. Like you can't stay at Tottenham. I know they, they picked up uh, Madison today, which I, I rate. I think it's a good move, especially for the price. But you've given your all to that club, and they've given you nothing back. Let's, let's, be, let's be honest about it. So I would rate the move, get him out of the Premier League too, because then I can kind of go, oh, Kane, I respect him now. I can't at all now because he plays for Tottenham. But, yeah, I mean, I, I hope it happens for his sake. And the only thing I, I, I definitely will see happen is Kane goes to Bayern and we get Bayern Munich in the group stage. That will definitely happen. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 definitely it's definitely po- a possible with the pool situation or with the you know like how it's all grouped. I don't. Eventually, you're gonna have to see a top club if you if you go far enough. So that's the thing where for sure. I again, I, I don't want to. I will, because fuck it, it's the treble. But we went through it the hard way. And it's not to say that you can't do it. It's just to say it's that more challenging. And I can really make, again, the same reason why you guys weren't good towards the end of the year. One game a week is, that's that shit's for the birds, dude. You want to keep playing. You want to keep the guys going. You want Declan to be thinking about the next game and how he can adapt and how, you know, if these moves keep going, you we should have a tactical uh, uh, pod one of these days where once the window is kind of more established and we know, I think you might be starting the year in a three back. I would not good. be against you guys doing it. If Arsenal fans are listening and you're truly wanting that next level, you could be starting the year off in a three back. Incredible thoughts if you can get the diversity of Timber, the diversity of Declan going back and forth. Who knows what you do with Ben White? Maybe you try to get a little sexy and stick him at DM. I don't know. You got a whole preseason to play with it. I'm sure you'll be boots to the ground to tell us what's up with that and, and who starts and mm-hmm. tactics. But I, I think you got to be open to those kind of things for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting. And there's going to be no complaining from me. Um, there's going to be no statements from me saying, oh, I'm glad we went out of competition. Because now we're building the depth where we we go hard in every competition. There's there's literally no excuses. When you have options of 
Ben White and Tommy Asu at right back or Ben White and Timber at right back or Saliba and Timber at right center back and Gabriel and Kirior at, at left center back and Zinchenko and maybe Tierney or Zinchenko and Tommy Asu at left back. And then you have Partey, Rice, Jorginho at DM. That, that's depth. That, there's no excuses. Mikel has to use that depth next year. And we have to go at every competition, every single one. No, no excuses. Deep runs in every competition and bring some of those trophies home. Yeah, no, you have to. You have to. That's the whole goal of it. You know, there's expectations now, right? We talked about the pressure earlier. Pressure at City for the opportunities you get. You got to do something. Pressure at Arsenal. Now that you're there and you're a big boy, probably starting, uh, you have to get it done. You have to bring something home, just like you brought something home for West Ham this last year. So there's expectations now, and you have to hold everyone accountable. Miguel, everyone, you got your wish, Miguel. This was the guy that you wanted. Great. Party. Celebrate. You Technically, if we all know Miguel, he's trying. He's looking at shit nonstop. Him and his staff right now are probably literally having an absolute nut fest with how they can get this done with this guy. So probably something that they've been continuing for months, you know. But now that it's real, let's try to see what we can really put into play. So I'm, I'm, I am truly happy for football because it shows big moves, big, big moves. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So. You know what? What else is going on in this window that that is intriguing you? Um, Newcastle Tonali, um, good move. Uh, I, I think he's a little overrated, but honestly, I didn't realize he was twenty three. So yeah, that's a solid move for them. Strengthens their midfield for sure. Um, AC Milan, tough times going on over there. Sack the manager, sell Tonali, bring in Loftus Cheek, bring in Pulisic. It looks like who's going to wow. be next? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Wow. Yeah, Pulisic is heavily linked to Milan. So um, what what's intriguing you? What are you watching out for now? For me, it's kind of like the big the big moves from my club have been done. Now mm. it's kind of like cruise control. We're just sell sell him, sell him. Okay, Lavia, we'll bring him in. Something like that, you know? Like yeah. who's next? Who's next? But like the the main priorities are are pretty much sealed. So it's okay. kind of cruise control. I would imagine you're kind of in cruise control as well. United going back for Mason Mount. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? Uh, oh, Nana now. Oh, Nana. United's whispers, rumors, and all types of talk with no official action. I'm also very, very, con- very, very interested in who pulls the trigger for, Ga- for Gabby. If Gabby Viega comes to the Premier League, who's going to be the club to do it? Tied with Liverpool, right? Anybody else? Man, I think I'm a lot sure of Chelsea. Liverpool. Chelsea's yeah, tied with fucking everybody. Of course. Of course. So it's very I'm, it's very up in the air. And I actually rate the player. I actually truly, truly rate the player. Saw enough in La Liga. The signs are there. If you saw the, the highlights, the 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 moves are, are reminiscent of big-time players and big-time uh, uh, actions in in device in decisive moments uh, in a game, and he's got he's got all the signs of being a top player. Where that's uh, Pep's decision. Uh, let, that's him to figure out. I think, ironically, we we have similar players that that are looking to do the same thing in a similar area. So I don't see us necessarily pulling the trigger, um, but but we'll see. Um, who else is intriguing me? 
I've kind of let my hope put my hopes down on Mbappe because of all of the talk, but I I just don't know with Madrid. Yeah, we ever know. Seems like free to Madrid is is on the table next season though. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, I do have a story for you that I think you will enjoy a good laugh at. Okay. Thibaut Courtois. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Please, please tell me that story. Belgium Thibaut. squad reports has a new manager, right? Tedesco is his last name. Tedesco names Lukaku captain before the Austria game. He claims, Tedesco claimed that there was an agreement in place for Lukaku to be the armband against Austria, and Courtois objected. Quote, together we decided that Romulu would be captain against Austria and Thibaut against Estonia, stated Tedesco. That was okay for everyone. But after the match, Courtois wanted to talk to me and said he was going home because he was disappointed and felt offended. Quote, I tried to show him appreciation he deserves. In my eyes, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. I love him as a goalkeeper, but I also, as a human being, I'm shocked. In response, Courtois has rejected Tedesco's comments, claiming he left the squad due to a knee injury. In the conversation, I asked him, not the direct, not for direct benefit, to explain and make decisions to avoid situations that in the past have harmed us while always looking for the general benefit, he said. To be, to be or not to be the national team captain is neither a whim nor a random decision. It should be his decision, and that is what I tried to convey to him. Unfortunately, I did not achieve my purpose. I underwent a checkup for a problem in my right knee. The medical team of my club and the national team were in contact and reviewed the corresponding matter to make the decision to leave the training camp. Brian, what are your thoughts on Thibaut Courtois? <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, uh, that is hilarious. Timo. What a baby back bitch. Timo. Finding Timo. <laughs> That's the new thing. Finding Timo Courtois. No, bro, like I don't I don't get it, bro. Like you're yeah. the captain. He's a new manager. You want him to name you cap? No, you clearly got mad that he decided on Romelu Lukaku. You clearly got pissed off. You clearly decided to leave because you weren't named captain. You look like a baby back bitch. Truly. Yeah. How old is Courtois? Acting like he's seven, but I'll give you <laughs> an age check right now. You think maybe he was just like, I want to go home. I don't want to do this national team shit. It's been a long season. That's actually pretty funny. It's been a long, long season. Let me pull it up. He's one years old. Oh, he's still. Yeah, that's like prime for a goalkeeper. He's got another like eight years in him. Yeah. Goalie, goalies <laughs> last a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, gold, gold, gold Cup tonight, U.S. Um, they won their – no, they drew their first game, I forgot, against Jamaica. Yeah. Matt Turner saving – Saving the day with a Leon Bailey penalty save and um, draw in the first game. So they need to win tonight. Gold Cup, group stage, kind of a – they're playing a team called St. Kitts and Nevis. You made that up. No. It's literally the team. I I have no idea where the hell they're from. But uh, 
should be an easy one, right? Should be an easy one. And uh, yeah, U.S. Men's National Team Gold Cup. Not much to say. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah, it is. The one thing I will say, as I've shared with you, uh, I, I, I want everyone to respect the keeper. And Matt Turner is our number one. And he's our only number fucking one player in the depth chart that is here in this damn tournament. While everyone else is on vacation and getting prepped for the upcoming season, which is not too far along away when it comes to preseason. Matt Turner, our number one keeper. Respect the keeper. Respect the man. He doesn't need the reps. He needs the rest. And I'm personally upset he's, by He's it. sitting tonight. Good. The, the lineup literally came out uh, like literally two minutes ago and no, no Turner in sight. Good. Damn it. Respect our number one. Give him some rest, man. Guy just had a great year with Arsenal. Guy has been everywhere coming in and fucking doing what he did against Jamaica. Come on, man. Respect the guy. So shout out to Matt Turner. Keep doing your thing. Go rest with your family. I don't even know where you're from in the United States, but go there. Go there and chill. Get off your feet for a little bit. Damn it. Yeah, for sure. And um, we'll we'll kind of be... We're going to be doing these podcasts as like when the most news is. We don't mm-hmm. want to force any content, but um, yeah, there's, there's going to be plenty to talk about um, coming up. I think, you know, I think United has to start moving. I think Liverpool have to start moving. So yeah. we should start seeing movement from those clubs. Chelsea just doing the typical Moise Caicedo talks today, which was interesting. I, I, I feel like Brighton was waiting to see what happened with Rice. See if they can get a bidding war with with uh, Arsenal and Chelsea to, uh, to come in. So, yeah, I think we'll get more action. Um, surprises. I think we're still going to see some surprises. I think it's not just going to be straight sailing from here on out. Maybe Mbappe. Mbappe's a diva. Maybe he he really sure. does put in the request. You know, but we'll see. We'll see. Anything? Any predictions for this window? Anything you're expecting? Anything you want from a, from a City fan as we as we head out? Josco Gavardio done, finished. When's that getting done? Shit, by fucking Friday. I What's need the like, fee? Ah, it's got to be a hundred euros, right? Yeah, starting yeah. points there. Yeah, I think I think we we give them the hundo that they want. Worth it. Pushing. Great player. Jealous. So so diverse. So who who I definitely want. I'm gonna give you uh, a name that uh, I, I'm gushing over and. Um, First, shout out Mateo Kovacic. He had a video with us, and his first video, he's talking with Tiki, walking down the hallway before they do the photo shop, uh, photo signing. And Tiki comes in talking Spanish because the secretary who's walking him around, or I shouldn't say the secretary, but the lady who's kind of chauffeuring him around yeah. speaks Spanish. She's like, and asked in Spanish, where's Tiki? Tiki comes out of the office. They embrace each other. Tiki just naturally starts speaking Spanish. So it's like, hey, what language do you prefer? Do you speak? And literally cool like james bond talking spanish to him tells him any language you prefer that's fine spanish is fine with me just cool as a cucumber i love his style i think i rate him as a player for sure i think he's gonna be a good good signing for us i'm curious how he shows up but i'm gonna say a name and i'm gonna say a name because we've been linked to him for a little bit for a while now there's been rumors and all this but i rate this damn player and I don't know where he goes. I hope it's City for the right price. Florian Wirtz. I've been talking about this guy. I I like him. I really, really like him. Bundesliga player. 
Leverkusen can ball, can ball. I know it's the Bundesliga. You need to be worried about the stats, but the metrics are there. Some improvements in certain areas, but he's a good attacking option. He's young, um, had a knee injury, so that's going to potentially affect his worth. 20, Uh, very young. Yeah, yeah. I just just think there's a baller in there, and um, whoever gets him, could be a little bit of a project, but but he'd be a quality signing. Um, but yeah, that's that that's about it, man. John Scout for me is the main option, and I don't think we're gonna go midfield until Bernardo says no. And then when Bernardo leaves for the right price, perfect. We're gonna yeah. go big on find something. Yeah. No. Uh, what's your gut on the Bernardo situation? Stay, leave. I've changed my mind. I think he stays. Oh, that's big because you've been pretty much Bernardo's going, Bernardo's going, Bernardo's going. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if he stays, there's no reason to get another midfielder. You're pretty good in that position anyway. Kovacic's uh, great signing for 25. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna fit right in like a glove. And um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Everybody's leaving Chelsea. They're making some fire moves, sale. not not many, but yeah, fire sale at Chelsea. And yeah, it is what it is. Transfer window has been exciting so far, and For sure. preseason is starting in, in basically, I think like most preseason start July tenth to thirteenth somewhere around there. So, so much for this break because it feels like it wasn't really a break at all, <laughs> at all. So, um, preseason starts in a, in a couple weeks. I will be in New Jersey. Not in New York because it's at MetLife Stadium, which is in New Jersey, for the Arsenal-Manchester United game. So that's exciting. Definitely more exciting with with the incomings we already had, mm-hmm. which is brilliant because I think part of our good start last year was Jesus, Zinchenko, all those guys were in for the whole preseason tour. So, mm-hmm. you know, in America here, preseason's a, a joke. I think – I think preseason in 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 in, in, in European football is a uh, it's a little more important. I think it's very very important. A lot of these deals linger, and they get over the line last minute, and then you have a squad that's already clicking, and then you have to integrate somebody who has a completely different playing style, or is adding to your playing style, or you have to change your playing style for. So I think that's very important, and I think. Hey, they, they've identified, hey, if we get people in before preseason, we get a little leg up. We get a little head start. You know, the engine starts a little earlier. It's a little warmer. We can we can rev it up and we can hit those those gears a little bit longer. So awesome. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for it, brother. I think it's going to be a good preseason. We're going to see a good smashing to the window. We're going to see some names come out um, and the the next step is understanding who starts to really show themselves as top four contenders. And right now clears day with the action and the progression. There's two clubs that are serious. There's one club that is trying to get rid of everything so that they can be serious. Then there's one club who thinks they're big, but hasn't done shit. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Could be changing by the end of the window, obviously. What city's preseason situation like? We're going out to Asia. Okay. Going out to Asia, I think I don't even know who's really out there. Um, <laughs> I don't know who's out there. Who's out there who's, in Asia? I don't know what other clubs were playing or any of that shit. I, I'll be real. I'm, I don't really care at this. No point. U.S. 
No, we did that a few years ago, mm-hmm. man. I missed out on that. We went to uh, we Houston, and then we went to uh, Lambeau Field. And, and, and yeah, last year, right? You guys played Byron. Yeah, yeah we played Byron at Lambeau. Um, and then I forget who we played. I That's think cool, though. I like that. I like that they do that, you know. Um, come to America. Have a this... ball watching uh, Arsenal United. That, oh, that's... yeah. That's going to be serious. Those games, like, there's no preseason vibes down here. But, you know, I, I saw Arsenal-Chelsea last year. There's there's a little oomph to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Certain teams, it's not as serious as preseason. But you get, you know, United has a huge, huge fan base. And we're not even going to deny that. And Arsenal has a huge fan base in the U.S. too. So, yeah, it's it's basically a, a hey, we're here once in the U.S. So the U.S. fans get hyped for it. Some Absolutely. people come over from so there's there there is an environment. It's not like it's it is a friendly, but there's a little more to it. There's a little bit of bragging rights on the on the line. Obviously, oh, yeah. players are not going to give 110 percent like it's a Champions League final or something like right, that. But right, right, right. They're not they're not lounging either. There's a little something to it. So I I I enjoy the uh, European football preseason. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, I watch it. Oh, Larry, come out. <laughs> Catch him in Jersey, man. Catch him in East you Rutherford. Better show face. I mean, <laughs> I do need to tell him that I actually got tickets. I, I need to. I need to see him show face and and eat crow when uh, Harry Kane goes to Bayern when he said he would never leave England. Never leave England. Yeah, crazy, delusional to even think that he'd leave. He wants that record, man. Yeah, sure. Sure. That's, I'm that's surprised. I'm not going to lie. I am surprised. Um, but good for him. Good for him. And Thanks. scary, scary. Entering the Champions League, if, if Kane goes to Bayern, that's a serious fucking team. Mm-hmm. Serious fucking team. So it's exciting. Champions League draws our late August preseason in two weeks. So like I said, it feels like the season really never ended. And it, yeah. it really didn't. We keep on keeping on. So, all right. We out. Uh the pathetic Yankees are playing in 20 minutes, so I'm going to wallow in the misery of that. Yeah. I'm going to go watch uh, content and see what's been going on with the moves. See oh, more yeah. uh, 1,001 opinions on what happened with with Arsenal. Download um, it. it. Take notes I, and, and circle back next week. Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> All right. Episode 53 in the books. We out. Peace.